What's up, everybody? It's Robert Purvey on another episode of Purvey's Point. I'm super excited about today. Today, we're talking about pursuit. And I brought a guest on to talk about this topic. And I'll introduce you to him in a minute. But I'm excited because I get a chance to talk to you again. We have these conversations every week. And so um, here we go. It's your boy, Robert Purvey on Purvey's Point. Keep it locked. Let's go. Once again, it's it's me, it's me, it's it's your weekly friend. We 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 are family now. We've been doing this. Uh, we committed to doing this a podcast for every week for a year, and I think this will bring us bring us closer to it. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about keeping uh, the promise of doing a podcast every week, and we've been doing it today. We're talking about pursuit, and I, I'm trying something new. I know you guys like talking to me. I, I, know, I know you like listening to me, uh, but I'm bringing on um, different uh, people with perspectives. You, you've heard friends uh, a couple of episodes ago, and I'm bringing in another friend today, and we're going to have a good time. You know, when I talk to you guys, it's about 30 minutes when I have a guest, about an hour. So go ahead and, and get ready for an hour of power. No. <laughs> But now this is our conversation, um, y'all. I have I have my dear friend. I, I call her Risha. I mean, that's, that's the that's you know nickname. But you, you can give the people your your government name. If you, if you Please don't call me Risha. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Narisha Lee. Yeah. So author, philanthropist, uh, apostle, prelate. Uh. Whoa. <laughs> But no. a lot of extra words in there <laughs> in my bio I didn't put in there. But no, just a, a dear friend, uh, it's it's amazing how God will send people into your life uh, that you pray for. I prayed and asked God to send quality people into my life. That was a specific prayer that I prayed. I said, Lord, send quality people into my life. Not just regular people, quality people. And um, Narisha and I have known of each other for years, but um, the Lord has seen fit for us to uh, start uh, walking in a friendship together and, and bouncing ideas off each other and just having great conversation. And today's going to be one of those days where you guys get a chance to hear how amazing she is. And I need you to, after this podcast, to go out on Amazon. And I need, I need you to support her in, in, in what she's done. There's a book, or books, rather. The one that has caught my attention was from uh, Tools to Traits. Uh, but Narisha, tell, tell, her, tell the audience about what you have out there, where they can go uh, purchase and all that good stuff. Well, um, like you mentioned, on Amazon, my latest book from Tools to Traits is available, and it is a personal and spiritual development book. Um, but on my website, there's a host of other books that I've that I've published. One specifically on purpose that I just released in an ebook format this past year, which I really love because I really like to talk about purpose. So, check that out on my website, NarishaLiggins.com. I love it. I love it. So y'all make sure y'all go buy up everything. Like. Make make her have to make more copies of all the stuff and mail it out. Like go, go, do, go do all that. Yeah. So today we're gonna talk about pursuit. You guys, um, uh, make sure you share. Follow me on YouTube, IG, and Facebook. Um, sharing love and shining light is what I love to do. I'm trying to leave my small piece of the world better than the way I found it. So my point may not be yours, but we all have a perspective that deserves to be heard. Your beautiful brain was created to birth beautiful ideas. The world needs you. The world needs me. So let's make our points and perspectives heard. And today, we're going to talk about pursuit. Um, 
this, I try to to give all of my podcasts one word, right? And take these one word and just go in different directions with them, right? And this word pursuit is um, is one that can go in so many different ways. And so I gave you, you know, a few things to talk about, and we'll we'll, we'll go in those different directions. And y'all, you guys are hearing them. it's three kind of three pleats to the conversation: um, identifying what to go after, sacrificing for success, and the pace of pursuit. Those are the three ideas that will float around uh, that you're here on the podcast. But pursuit, I honestly believe that some people, a lot of people. Uh, want things mm-hmm. that they aren't willing to go after. And if you really want to achieve, receive anything of value, of anything that, that really amplifies your purpose or who you are, there's going to be some need for you to go after it. Mm-hmm. I think we live, and people will always use this word, this generation, now I really believe we live in a culture where people want something for nothing right. or they're too lazy to go after what they desire to have or desire to be. Mm-hmm. And so um, how have you seen that, I guess, in your professional world, in your personal world? Like when you hear the word pursuit, when you first like hear it, what jumps off like at you mentally with that? I, I feel like a lot of people are not guided in their pursuit because they don't understand their purpose. Mm. And you, you have the ability to do a lot of different things. That used to be my cry. Like, mm-hmm. God, I can do so many different things. Which one should I pursue? Mm-hmm. And it really boiled down for me to understanding what my true and core purpose is. And I created a mission state, a mission statement for my purpose so that I would know that anything outside of these particular goals and mindsets that I have for myself and for others, those are distractions. We can mm. pursue a lot of different things, but they may not be the place where take that takes us to the center of our purpose. Yeah. So I think people, they talk about pursuit because they don't, they're not sure about what it is that they really want. Mm. It feels good to want this thing. And we see others wanting and chasing after certain things. But until you really identify who you really are, what your true talents and gifts are, and what your purpose is, you will not, you will not go after that thing until you really identify why you were created. And I think that's where people miss out on pursuit. They pursue the wrong things. Yeah. And then they they spend all of their energy going the wrong path and realize that once they might get close to it, it's not really what they wanted because mm. it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't tie them to their passion. Right. So yeah, I think that's a big challenge, especially in my in my coaching business. Mm-hmm. See that a lot of people are like, what am I supposed to be doing? Well, we 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 work on we find out what are your passions, what is, um, what are the what brings you joy, what what causes you to want to you know stand up for some someone else. You know, yeah. these things help you understand what your purpose is, and then you know how to pursue it. So let's go there. Let, mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and go, because. When it comes to laying that foundation of purpose, passion to pursue after something, how do we even discover what these passions and purposes are? I think so many people pursue things that they think um, they should have or what other people uh, think they should go after. But how do we even discover what our passions and purposes are? And then it's, it's twofold. How do we discover what our passions and purposes are? Then when we discover what they are, how do we become comfortable in knowing that, you know, 
this may not make me rich. Yeah. This may not make me famous, yeah. but but this is what I'm called to do. I think one of the first things is to identify what your true talents are mm-hmm. and understand your talents are different from your gifts. Mm-hmm. Your talents are the tools that God has given you that are for your enjoyment and your employment. That's what makes you money. Mm-hmm. Your gifts are what happens for others as you're, you're producing and performing your talents. Mm-hmm. And so separating the idea of what your talents are and making sure that the experience that other people are getting that employs your gifts, that's one area to know that that's, you know, that's your passion. You've tapped into something because people are getting an experience from you Mm -hmm. that you may not even be generating. That's your gifts in operation. Um, So, yeah, I think that's, that's the first thing to, to identify is, you know, what is my talent? What are, what are my talents? And then what makes you happy? Mm -hmm. What, sparks your light you know when you're doing something for me it's teaching I love to get in front of an audience and teach it's different from preaching mm-hmm. for me I love to see bright lights come on yeah. in the room yeah. you know and so I could teach for free yeah and that's something else is what is it that you could do that money was not an issue for you if mm-hmm. you can find what that thing is then you know that you're on the right path. Not saying you want to do it for free, but you would. Oh, no, I, I don't. <laughs> but <laughs> let's, you know be, what I mean? let's be clear. I, I don't typically, but you know, if I had to, it wouldn't yeah. be a bother. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, there's a story that I heard about this, and I won't, I'll give the short version. But there was this this doctor who received an award. Um, receives the award. They call his name. He goes up to the podium. Everybody's clapping. Everybody's standing. He, he's and he begins to sob and cry. And as as the claps dwindle and people sit down, they look up on stage and the doctor is still crying, still bawling. And so they begin clapping again because they see him overwhelmed with emotions. After the clapping stops and they sit down again, they realize the doctor is still crying. So a few, you know, audible claps still come in, not as big as they were before. And when they stop, they look up. The doctor is still crying, and then he walks off and sits down. Never utters a word. Mm-hmm. He gets in the car, and uh, his parents came to the ceremony. And as they're driving back home, uh, the dad breaks the silent tension in the car and says, son, we noticed that after you got your award, you didn't say anything. Is everything okay? Son says, in that moment when I received the award, I realized that I received this highest accolade in my profession, and I never wanted to be a doctor. Wow. Something I never wanted to do. I did this because y'all wanted me to. Mm. So um, this idea of pursuit, how sometimes we can go, if we don't know what our passions and purposes are, we can go after the wrong thing and achieve in doing the thing that we weren't purpose or passionate about doing. And we don't have time to waste time pursuing the wrong thing. And like, but can you imagine how that feels though, right? To like, as so many people, it may they may not be a doctor, they may not have received an award, but so many people have achieved things in pursuing the wrong thing, and they're still empty, unfulfilled. Yeah, that's yeah. And we've all been there at some point, mm-hmm. right? To where like we we think we're going after the right thing, yeah. we think we're with the right person, we think we're discovering the right thing, but only to realize that it's really not something that was benefiting me is benefiting somebody else or so what somebody else wanted me to do. Right. Yeah. So, so I was thinking about the word pursuit and a lot of times we, we confuse chase with pursuit and I think they're two totally different things and people that 
find themselves achieving things that they really weren't passionate about, I think they're chasing something. Mm. And to me, chasing is that you're led by the outcome versus pursuit, the path is is more the important part because mm-hmm. it's who you become in the process of pursuit yeah. versus what you're trying to, to achieve while you're chasing. Mm-hmm. So the example I get is if you've ever had to chase a child around or a dog, mm-hmm. they get to decide what your path is. So you're chasing for the outcome where pursuit is. You're, you've developed a path to get to a specific point, and that pathway determines your process Can't and wait. your preparedness. You, 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 you dug <laughs> off in your bag a little okay, bit. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> I, 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 need, I need a listener to grab that because some of our listeners take notes while they're watching the show. And so if somebody's writing, I want them to really get that. All right, a chase, start start from the baby and chasing illustrations. Start, yeah. start there. So if you've ever had to chase a child or a dog, yeah. you they are creating the path that you take. I in other it. words, you can't, you can't determine where you're going to end up. They are determining where mm-hmm. you're going to end up. And that's where we start off. When we're chasing something, we are, we're, we're being led by this, this thing that we think we want. Yeah. And we end up going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Now, pursuit is saying, okay, I want the path more than I want the outcome. Mm-hmm. And it's valuing the process. It's valuing the preparation because, to me, pursuit is about who you become in the process of receiving whatever it is that you're, you're trying to receive. I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes. Hold on. <laughs> Pursuit is about who you become in the process. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Can you dig a little deeper into that? Like I, I want, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that because I believe some people miss it. Mm-hmm. When you said pursuit is about who you become yeah. in the process, meaning that who you were when you started, you won't be you when you finish. There's something in that process that cultivates you, that grows you, that builds you, yeah. that you shouldn't run away from. That Yes, yeah. that. Um, and also with pursuit, a lot of times without the process, you can't handle what you're reaching for. Mm-hmm. And so that's why with pursuit, it's about who you're becoming in that process. Like mm-hmm. you may not even be able to handle the person that you're trying to become or the goal that you're trying to reach. You may abuse the outcome. Mm -hmm. You may misuse the funds. You may miss out on the entire opportunity is what it's supposed to be because you didn't become who the person who can handle that. Yeah. Where when you're chasing, you don't really care about yourself. You care about the end goal and you lose yourself a lot of times in that process of chasing because you're so focused on the target that you're not even thinking about, is this really what I want? So that speaks to, uh, when we find people that have a lot of money or things and still aren't fulfilled. Yes. Because you chased what could get you things. Yes. But you didn't chase, you didn't pursue and, and become a better person. Absolutely. Right? So you can have all the money and all the materialistic things and still be unfulfilled and unhappy. Absolutely. And I think a big part of that is not, you don't know yourself. Yeah. Right? Because we think that success is the same thing across the board. Mm-hmm. What success is for you might be something totally different for me. So I might be told to be that doctor. Yeah. And that might feel like success temporarily because I'm appeasing my parents or whoever thinks that I should take that path. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to be fulfilled because that's not my identity. Wow. I'm living the identity that someone else told me that I should, you know, should become. So I think a lot of that 
is getting to know yourself and know mm. what is success for you. And it ha- does not have to look like the way the world shapes and defines success. So personally, what, like, how did it feel for you personally when you started pursuing and not chasing? Wow. Like, 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 like just for you. For you me, know what I mean? everything slowed down. Yeah. And, and when, when you talk about pace, mm-hmm. that's the difference in chasing and pursuit. Mm-hmm. Because when you, when you are pursuing, you realize you, you don't run out of time. Because, again, it's about who you're becoming. And sometimes yeah. becoming takes time mm-hmm. because you have to unlearn a whole lot of habits and behaviors yeah. and false identities that we, we take on as kids or whatever. And then you become who you're supposed to become. So for me, everything slowed down, and I began to really trust that what was for me would not escape me. Mm. And so pursuit allowed me to, to develop an, a more emotionally healthy and spiritual connection yeah. and mindset so that I wasn't finding myself unfulfilled in different opportunities because mm-hmm. everything, every opportunity is not a door for you. Wow. So getting to know myself, to heal myself, and to ask myself, what is success for me? For me, success isn't about money. Mm-hmm. For me, success is being whole. Mm-hmm. And because of that being my target, all these other things become become added because I'm living and I'm pursuing in my authenticity, yeah. not based on what somebody else says success is. And, and th- that, that is a great like segue into the first kind of pleat I want to dive into about identifying what to go after. And we've kind of scratched it. And so we'll kind of go deeper into it because when you are not chasing, you are pursuing, you then know this is what I'm pursuing. Uh, Maybe, uh, well, not maybe, personally and professionally, every area of your life. In this this pursuit, after you discover what you're going after, is something about the fulfillment it gives you and not caring about what somebody else thinks. That is one of the most freeing things, one of the most freeing places in life to be going after what you feel God has put in your heart, in your spirit to go after, to fulfill you and the purposes he's called you to, not caring about what other people think or what they feel. Because so many times we base our chase after, I guess I would say like provision. Like, mm-hmm. like, like money, mon- mm-hmm. monetary, and, and if we don't have the money, if we don't have the things, if we don't have the status, we feel like we haven't arrived at the place where God wants us to be, right? Mm-hmm. But this, this thing about identifying, okay, Lord, if you're calling me, let's take it. Lord, if you're calling me to uh, be a teacher, I'm going to leave corporate, and I'm going to be a teacher because you're calling me to uh, pour out more to the community, be more actively engaged in the life, in the a matriculation of, of kids, whatever that may be, may not make me as much money. But you're going to provide. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave that up to you, exactly. Right, but I know this is what you called me to. Yes. Um, the free and I don't. Maybe you feel like me. Well, I know you do. The freeing feeling, mm-hmm. right? The freedom of I'm doing what God has called me to do. Yes. If there's no better feeling of like, okay, I've identified what it is, mm-hmm. and I know the Lord has told me to do it. I'm cool. Yeah. And I'm I'm good and it's like I wake up ready. Yes. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, for me purpose has proven to 
come hand in hand with provision. Yeah. And it may not look like the way that the world sets up provision or yeah. with a steady paycheck or whatever. Uh, but living in, in purpose to me has a benefit and a reward that money can't buy mm-hmm. because I am not stressed. I, mm-hmm. I get to wake up and authentically be myself. But in, all, in, in submitting to purpose, money comes. Provision mm-hmm. does come because, I mean, seriously, when, you, when you're putting your passion behind something, yeah. you're attracting what is going to continue to fuel that yeah. passion. Yeah. And your passion really should be tied in some ways to serving others in, in, an, mm-hmm. in, in some ways. And so as long as you're serving others from an authentic place, using your talents and your gifts, provision is part of the package. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go left and come back right. For for me, growing up a PK, mm-hmm. working in church, um, being a full time pastor, being in this church world, I got caught up in being what other people wanted me to be, yeah. doing what other people wanted me to do, and for the better part of my twenties <clears throat> and even early thirties, I found myself becoming a person that other people would applaud and approve of. And I myself couldn't applaud or approve of me. Mm -hmm. So there was this tension there, right? Of being who people wanted me to be, but being who God wanted me to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's uh, one of those things to where I had to fully release them Mm -hmm. in order to be, Yes. And that I we we be here all day just expressing the the beauty in that feeling. Yeah. Right? Um and after doing that, I realized that there's a sacrifice needed in order to to become or to obtain now what I'm purposed to do and where I'm going. I had to give up some things, give up some people. In and this going left real quick. I just want you to like chime in on that because you're you're very intelligent, and I know you can. I know you can really help somebody with this. How important is it for people to let go of things and people that they don't need in order to achieve where God is calling them to? It's extremely important because a lot of people can't handle your true identity, mm-hmm. and. And it's not their fault because we've given them an identity that associates them to us. So we, if like, for example, in your role as a, an executive pastor and, and working in this church world, there is an identity associated with your profession. That mm-hmm. They have an expectation for you to meet. And then as you begin to say, you know what, I want to be, you know, my most authentic self and live in that expression, then people do begin to see you differently. And again, it's no, nobody's fault, right, right. but it's you freeing and releasing yourself. And a lot of what we, we base success on is how people, mm-hmm. you know, view our, yeah. our professions and how, you know, where we go and how high we go within the different industries in this particular case, church, that mm-hmm. industry. Um, and, and you have to be willing to let go of the audience mm. that has supported um, this false identity yeah. so that you can truly embrace knowing that there is another audience mm-hmm. that is waiting for you to step into your true identity. Yeah. You said let go of the audience that has 
um, applauded you for yeah. being your unauthentic self. Because there's another audience waiting for you to be your real your self. true self. Yeah, and, and sometimes that audience, that, that, that false identity audience, are your parents. Yep. Your spouse, your, yep. your family, because yep. they sometimes get applauded for being connected to you yeah. in that identity. Yeah. And so saying, hey, I don't want to do that anymore. That's not who I am anymore. Yeah. You have to be willing to say, you know, I appreciate your, your support. This is who I am now. I would love your support, but if you if you can't provide that, I also understand that. Yeah, and and there's some um, there's some things I need y'all to 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 do when it when that comes. Um, one of those things is boundaries. Yes. Putting boundaries in place when you um, stop chasing, start pursuing, and you're now living, walking in purpose, or what God has called you to do, and you've identified what that is, and you realize there's some things you got to let go of. In letting go, you got to create boundaries. There, there are some people um, who will remain in close proximity to you, even when you are now pursuing purpose. Absolutely. Now that gets tough. Yeah. That gets tough when sometimes the people who you have let go of emotionally and mentally are still in close proximity to you, and there's there will be this urge to go backwards as you strive to push forward. Yeah. And people get lost in that. I've heard so many people, I've had conversations with people that will literally tell me, I'm trying to be a better person. I know I need, I know I need to date better people and do better things. And, I, and I'm, I'm committed to that. But going back is so familiar. Yes. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I, I know this person or I know this place and going back is familiar for me uh, going forward this faith walk and mm-hmm. I, and I can't really see the where the who the what the why I got to just walk by faith that that's I'm growing in that yeah. but it's easy for me to go back um when it comes to pursuing the things that God has called you to and becoming the person God has called you to be these faith steps are they'll be scary they're lonely come on they're lonely we are intrinsically designed to be to feel a need to belong in yeah. communities. Community is the is what we were designed for. Yeah. And if the community that we know and that we're familiar with per, keeps us in this old identity, it's mm-hmm. hard to detach from that mm-hmm. and take these steps of faith. But if you, seriously, if you go through the Bible, everybody that was ever called out had a lonely path. Mm-hmm. They had to walk alone. Yeah. And they had to leave something behind. Yeah. You know, and that is an important uh, an important aspect of sacrifice because in order to get something that you've never had, you have to do something you've never done mm-hmm. before and you have to be willing to let go of what's familiar mm-hmm. to get what's faithful right. and, what, and what is, what is really your true calling. And it's not, it's not easy. It's very scary. There's a lot of isolation yeah. in that, but I know <clears throat> through my own personal journey, isolation is, these seasons of isolation, mm-hmm. by the way, I don't live in an isolated right, state right, right. that's unhealthy, but there are seasons of isolation where I feel like I'm learning who I am mm-hmm. at any given moment because I believe that I'm constantly growing mm-hmm. and there are new iterations of me yeah. continually progressing as I'm, as I'm finding and discovering that there are new passions because purpose, purpose doesn't change, but passions do. Mm. And so passions can, can show up in teaching. And for me, passions can also show up as coaching. Passions can show up um, as, as, as being a leadership development coach or whatever those things are. These different passions still support my, my purpose. 
And as I am unveiling and learning the things that I that are inside of me that have been hidden treasures and I'm constantly discovering more and more about myself, I, I find to I get to know myself in periods of isolation. Yeah. And that's important. And I think it for me it happens in two year cycles. I've been able to track it. Mm-hmm. Every two years there's a new iteration of me coming out. Wow. And it's building on the old one. So how how do you um how how do you handle that? I guess like the the New iterations of iterations. you. Yeah. It used to frustrate me because I was always asking for what is that one thing that I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And when I and when I accepted the fact that God is multifaceted, and that mm-hmm. means I'm multifaceted mm-hmm. too, then I began to be creative mm-hmm. with all the things that I knew that I could do. And mm-hmm. so I now embrace these new iterations of me because yeah. I realize that there's so much more. And there is there is a parable that talks about, you know, what you do with in the small things and being faithful in the small right. things will add, you'll get more of those things. Right. And in your faithfulness to what you already have in front of you, you'll find out there's even more inside of you and you'll be excited to discover these new versions and iterations yeah. of your life and new passions and you'll be able to explore. My kids teach me about that so much. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, like Layla and Jaden are are nine. And I tell people all the time, it amazes me. And I tell them this too. It amazes me going to see them from being a dot on the screen on their first sonogram to them being nine-year-old uh, young adults. <laughs> <laughs> asking me for money, uh, asking me for phones, a dog. They got their own schedule. All these things, right? But to speaking of that, my kids teach me that lesson because the Layla and Jaden, because they're twins, the Layla and Jaden at one were different at three. Yes. The needs at one were different at three. The yes. needs at five were different at three. The needs at seven were different at five. Now the needs at nine are different at seven. So you, you really struck a chord when we said every two years, because that's what I saw with my kids. Wow. Like every two years, there was a need. Um, their mom and I just threw away a lot of their toys. Yeah. When I went to the house the other day, uh, there were boxes like in the living room of their old toys and old clothes because they no longer wore them, no no longer played with them, and they needed space for new things, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that just speaks to some listener um, that's listening to the podcast. Like, as you pursue these things, these these different uh, reiterations of you as you pursue purpose and these passions change, there's going to be a need to get rid of some old things. Mm Not because they weren't good, not because they're bad, and not because they're broken. It's just sometimes they have no more use because you outgrow them. Yeah. Like, like we had to get rid of some of the clothes because my kids can no longer wear them. Like, we had to get rid of the, to- get rid of the toys because they no longer play with them. And so some other kid will enjoy those clothes. Yeah. Some other kid will enjoy those, enjoy those, those toys, but... Like, my kids are growing, and such is life. Like, as you grow, there will be some people who can't grow with you. Yes. Not saying that they're bad people. Not even saying that your interaction was bad. But as you pursue where God is calling you to be, some people just Yeah, there are some people that are just tied to a specific season in your life. As you are learning who you really are, they minister and they support the older versions of you. And Mm -hmm. as you grow and you learn more about who you are, new people will be introduced. Absolutely. And I really want people to eradicate the fear of stepping out into something because of the question, well, what if I don't like it? You don't have to like it forever. Mm. 
give yourself permission to have your passions shift over time and just pursue what you're passionate about right now. Yeah. And that keeps you from being stagnant. I think people don't pursue because they, they, they're not sure of the commitment of what it takes to pursue this thing mm. that they're passionate about. Now, maybe they can't see themselves doing this for 10 years. Maybe you aren't supposed to. Wow. Maybe maybe it doesn't have to be that. Like, like we quick to put forever on stuff. We put it. we put forever and infinity <laughs> and put on an R&B track on right. <laughs> On everything. On everything. And that is so true. Yeah, like I never we don't thought have about to do that. that. We, no, we don't have to. We don't have to do that. Right. And like and, and be you bring out some. I've never really thought about it like that. Like whenever we pursue something, we always put forever on it. Yes. And like we never say, okay, this may just be a two to three year thing. Or a, a five year thing, yeah. like like, but we we when we go to a job, get a new job, like we like something out now. I'm gonna retire here. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I I'm telling you, I did that with my last corporate position. Yeah. I'm like, this is where I'm gonna retire. I was yeah. done in like three years. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's okay, and it is perfectly fine because the person that I was then is not who I am now. Right, and I couldn't have become who I am now had I stayed there. And it it goes to to say. Like think about how many people have missed out forcing themselves to stay in certain things because they were tied to them and they, they allowed that thing to misuse them, yeah. to abuse them, to not get the best out of them. They just stay because they thought they were su- supposed to. And that yeah. that's job, marriages, contracts, cars, everything. Everything. We develop <laughs> covenants with the wrong things. Yeah. Like, and we allow those covenants to dictate our happiness. Yeah. And if we can just get past this bad season, it's yeah. going to be all right. Man, well, same. maybe sometimes these bad seasons are telling you that the entire season <laughs> right. is, is ready right. to ship. Right. You don't have to stay a part of a toxic situation. You, you, you don't have to, especially if that situation is causing you to divert away from the path that God is calling you on like yeah. this. And, and you have to operate in a false version of yourself yeah. to stay there. You know, for a fact, that's yeah. not where you're supposed yeah, to I, be. I'm not doing it no more. I, I, refuse. <laughs> like, I refuse. Like I'm not like, if you do not like pervy the way pervy is, I'm, I'm cool. And I, yeah. I'm not saying I'm coming in, kicking the door down and being this loud. No, I'm just saying like this, this free version of me has, little tolerance yeah for things and people that aren't passionate about their purpose yeah and there's two reasons for that too i I believe number one is you finally got to know who you really are Mm -hmm. you let go of all these other false identities and said i'm okay with who i am and i love who i am Mm -hmm. and and the second thing i believe oh shoot i forgot the second thing the first thing (laughs) the first thing is i've (laughs) discovered who i was Yes. And the second thing is, <laughs> I was happy with who I was. You were happy. Yes. You were happy. Oh, you did a lot of See, work. I got you. You did a lot. Yeah. Thank you. You did a lot of work to yeah. discover. And when you work hard to, to heal and to know yourself, you protect that new version of yourself. And you're okay with those that are not comfortable with who you become. I like that. When you work hard to become the person you are, the the healing, yeah, the work that it takes, like you protect it, you protect it, you yeah. guard that thing because it's it. The work is not easy. Yeah. What did uh, Cheryl Brady said something one time? She said um, she was preaching that woman that I lose one time, and she said, um, "I'm not a uh, not a person who starts war, 
but I am somebody who will like uh, go to war over my peace. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. I protect my peace. I mean, yeah. it is it is a non-negotiable. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And it's because I had to do a lot to get mm-hmm. peace. Yeah, and and it's and it's it it goes back to um something we said earlier, but like when you're free, that freeing feel like when you work hard for that, like it's just it's just something that you're not going to let easily be taken away. No. And if um, if you do allow it to be taken away, I I, I'm, I don't, don't want to be judgmental. Yeah, I do. I don't care. <laughs> like, if you allow it to be freely taken, like maybe you didn't work as hard for it as you thought you did. It could be taken. It could be taken away as easy. You know what I mean? Like, or you got a false version of it. Okay. Maybe you think you had peace, but mm-hmm. what you had was comfort. Okay. And comfort that. is temporary. Yeah. But true peace is, it is a new lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. Pe- peace is a lifestyle. Comfort. See, you be dropping these little nuggets. See, that, that's, that's why I invited you on the show. I knew <laughs> we have a good conversation. No matter what we talked about, we had a good conversation because you dropped nuggets. Because I'm going to go left and come back right. Sometimes you invite people to talk. Mm-hmm. And when you talk to them, like, you got to guide them in conversation because they can't really just, you know, give you things. I'm not talking about anybody who's been on the show. So anybody who's listening has been Let's the past clear guest, that up now. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying I've done radio and done all that. And some people you invite on the show and you just, you got to guide them in conversation. Yeah. But I like talking to people who give, like, nuggets. Like, like it's just, it's beautiful. Thank you. Because I never thought about that, about the whole uh, comfort and peace. Yeah. And like, like peace becomes a a lifestyle. Yes. Like, like, like I live in this peace. Yeah. And anything or anybody that tries to disrupt this, like I, yeah. This is my mode of operandi. Yeah. So here, here, if you are entering into my life and you cannot conform to this lifestyle that I have developed and protected for myself, you can't be here. Okay, wait. Oh, come turn around on my chair real quick. Look you right in your face. Because I. I we got to stay there. Okay. Because some people take jobs, get into relationships, move out of their house, their apartment, wherever, based off what they feel or somebody else. Mm-hmm. I like what you just said about anything that disrupts or disturbs my peace that I've worked for. I can't accept the job. Yep. Can't move to the house. No matter how good you look, we can't have the, the, the connection or the relationship because something about it, something about you disturbs what I worked for. Yes. Why Why do people, this is the question I want to ask, because you're my friend, so I want you to g- g- give me the truth, all right? Talk to me as if we're not on this podcast. And okay. Be, <laughs> why do people settle? Like, if, if, it, if, it, if it disturbs the peace you've worked so hard for, why do people go against what they know? Yeah. And, and, and settle for something... To disturb what you've worked so hard for. That, 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 it really hurts me when I think about that. I, I think because people lose hope. You can have peace and still lose hope. Mm. And so you can have peace with certain aspects of your life. And if yeah. loneliness is not a place where you have learned how to usher in peace, then you will, you will mistakenly settle for things that bring comfort in that area that is wow. temporary. I right, go back. Okay. Say, say it again. <laughs> uh, what did I say? <laughs> I see. see, see, see like, 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 if if you, you say if you settle, if you settle, yeah, if you settle for things that bring comfort, 
then you'll you'll disregard peace. Because you say it's a, it's a false sense of it's peace. It's a false sense. Comfort is a false sense of peace because yeah. it's temporary. It's just like happiness. Things can make you happy. Things right. can make you sad. Yeah. Comfort is one of these things that is is temporary. It's it just based on circumstances. And mm-hmm. if in the moment that you're lonely, you're willing to 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 sacrifice a little bit of your peace to comfort an area that's wow. that's empty. And we settle in relationships and whether it's settling for even, even with jobs, maybe I want this provision just long enough to get me to the next place, but I'm losing a piece of my peace in that process. And you end up getting entrapped in a system that goes outside of the mode of operandi that you've, that you've, you know, established for yourself. And so you know, don't don't be so hard on people because I think that a, a part of why people do that is because they're not whole. You can have peace mm. and not be whole. And as long as there is something missing in your life, sometimes peace is on the chopping block for whatever it is that brings their comfort. So you tell me I got to be nicer. I got to have more grace. I think you need a little bit more grace because people are hurting. Wow. People are hurting and they're looking for comfort in, in any way and sometimes at the expense of having peace. That hurts, though. I want, I want so much better for people. We want better for people, um, but until they learn the lesson. Because a lot of times, for me, and I'll say just me personally, yeah. I did not start guarding my peace until it became a non-negotiable. Mm. And I'd had enough hurt to realize this is not on the, this is never going to be on the chopping block. Yeah. So for them, maybe that's their journey. And I guess maybe maybe it's because I, I can remember how sucky I felt before I got here. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, although empathy is like the lowest on my strength finders. Like I have, is it really? Yeah, Pastor? Yeah, it's the lowest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I cannot believe that. It's the lowest. Like I have to intentional, intentionally be empathetic. That's good to know. I'm not naturally empathetic. I okay. have to really intentionally be there. I gotta like, wow. gotta gather myself and be like, wait, 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 wait. See, you just did it. You you said you 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 saw it. You just said, "Don't be so hard on them." And I was like, "You know what? I can't because I the re I guess the reason why is because I know how how sucky it felt. I guess yeah. I'm, I'm hard on a couple. Like you got to come out of that because like yeah. I want you to feel what I feel. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And there's nothing wrong with that, but your journey is different from somebody right. else's. You know, right? Yeah. I, mean, I was at a point. I remember my therapist told me one time. Uh, she said, uh, "Pervy, you will be a lot better when you realize." That happiness is not a destination. That's it's a exactly feeling. exactly right. It is just a feeling. Yo, change my whole life. Just like comfort. It's just a feeling. Oh, it it's my whole life. only there for a moment. Yeah. It changed my whole life. Yeah. About two and a half years ago. Changed my whole life. She said, happiness, she said, you for the last several years of your life, you've been trying to get to happiness. Mm. And happiness is not a destination. It's a feeling. So there we go back to Chase. Yeah. You were chasing for happy moments, yeah. but you weren't pursuing joy. Right. Which is different. Yeah. Joy is another mode of operandi. This, uh, this, is, this is your operating system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Craziness. I mean, I'm talking about, like it goes back to what you said earlier. I was teaching and preach out of skill set, out of gift. Yes. Uh-huh. I was gifted public speaker, preacher, teacher. I, I can do it. But inwardly, I was toe up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so I never realized it. And um, she was just saying how. Um, I was chasing after happiness, um, thinking it was a destination. Mm-hmm. A, she said, but you become better when you embrace all of your feelings. Yeah. Happiness, um, sadness, joyfulness, like whatever it may be, like whatever you're feeling, uh, happiness, sad, 
uh, tired, you yeah. know, whatever you, um, you know, whatever you're feeling, embrace it and say, hey, you know, today I'm having a bad day today. Yeah. Or yeah. I'm, I'm happy now. Yeah. Or I'm sad and I'm sad because of this. And when you can say it and not fight it, you embrace it, you learn from it, and you, and you keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that when you don't understand what you what you now understand, mm-hmm. you begin to chase happiness, you begin to chase comfort as a drug. Yeah. So you get a, a really good high and then you're down because you established that happiness was the goal, mm-hmm. not realizing that it's not. It's it's definitely a temporary feeling. Yeah. Comfort is just a temporary feeling. Uh, but we chase those things because that's what society tells us. You know, are you really happy? There's books about happiness, and yeah. happiness is momentarily. It's also based on circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, and circumstances change. Circumstances change from second to second. Yep. You know, and that's the difference between facts and truth. Facts can change. Truth does not. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can chase the wrong thing, and instead of pursuing, talk your talk, Risha. Come on. <laughs> You don't stop calling me. <laughs> yeah, she gonna throw this water at me. I did it on purpose. I did it on purpose. Yeah, she gonna throw one of these bottles of water. She got two of them right in front of me. She gonna throw one. But that is so true. Yeah, Th- that that is so true. That 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 things circumstances change. Yeah, they do. And for some reason, people um, don't realize that. Pe- mm-hmm. pe- people really think that sometimes things just stay the same when in reality. Things change. People change. People change. And that can cause us to not pursue anything. It'll Mm. actually paralyze us because if we're not certain about what's real and authentic in our lives and we're chasing after these feelings instead of these new operating systems, these goals, these, when I say goals, I'm talking about G-O-D-L-D-S as Mm. well. These things that are golden to us and that cause us to really live the life that we're supposed to live we chase after those temporary things then nothing looks stable then then why go after why go after that if it's not going to make me happy but again when you understand your purpose it yeah. changes everything and then you realize that happiness is not the goal yeah it's not the goal i love it i love it um an hour goes by so fast like 15 minutes I, I, really I yeah wow yeah, i feel like we just got started see um but this last pleat, we talked about how identify what to go after and sacrificing for it. But this, this like a pace. Yeah. Um, when a couple of years ago, I really started doing better about being more conscious about my health. So I've lost like 42 pounds over the last two years. Congratulations. And I want to lose like 40 more. Yeah. Right. But when I first started this journey, started walking. And when I got on the track, started walking, I realized that there were people out there um, older than me, um, some heavier than me, but walking faster than me. And so I tried to, you know, walk just like them, only to find out about about two minutes into it, I'm I'm breathing hard, I'm breathing, <laughs> I'm breathing heavy, <laughs> like, I'm out of breath. I had to realize that um, I just started. Yeah. So although somebody was older than me, heavier than me, they had been out there long enough to establish a pace yes. that they can go at. That that's for them. And so I had to realize that my pace is based upon how often I do this, how committed I am to this. And the more I do it, the more I'll be able to output, the more I'll be able to do. And that's when I really understood, like, when it comes to pursuing things, you can't get caught up in other people's speed, other people's pace when it comes to seeing them pursue. Yeah. 
you know, their their goals, their um, their 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 dreams. When it comes to what you're doing, your pace may be a little slower. Yeah, and and that's and that's okay. Yeah, I think we were all designed differently, and that's that's the hard part about learning from others' journeys without comparing ourselves to their journeys. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we 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 learn, and then we say, "Well, I'm not there," and then we automatically think there's something wrong with what our journey is mm-hmm. or we feel like we have to change things in order to match or, or, you know, what somebody else is doing. And I think that it's more important to honor your pace because your pace di- t- dictates your pursuit. Yeah. You know, they may have a different goal than yeah. you have. So their pace may need to be different to meet and match whatever their particular that. goal that, is. So true. Yeah, so, so your whatever your goal is is going to be a different pace. Even you know, talking about working out, having a trainer, they're not going to put everybody on the same plan right. because their goals are different, their bodies are different, their journeys are different. They may have injuries that 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 they have to account for. So honor your pace mm-hmm. and and do your best to take notes from other people's journeys without comparing your, yeah. your pace to other people's journey. Because com- like comparison is the greatest enemy to where you're trying to go. It really is. Yeah, it's the, it's the great, comparison is the greatest enemy to your destiny. The, mo- the moment you start comparing your pursuit or your journey to somebody else's, that's the moment you, uh, you're like the car driving on the highway, right? That as long as you're focused on your lane yeah. and where you're going, not looking at your phone and you're focused, like you're good, you can stay in your lane. At whatever speed you're going, you're good. But the moment you allow somebody else to distract you mm-hmm. and or or anything in the car to distract you, you veer over into another lane. Yeah. And, you, and you know good and well, you and your car are good going 75, 80. The moment you go 90, you can't control it. Wheels, steering wheels start shaking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. There's a reason why. I remember reading um, – a book in Barnes and Noble a couple weeks ago about speed limits mm. and how speed limits are designed uh, to give cars the proper amount of time to stop without causing accident or incident. Wow. That um, they, on freeways, highways, and everything, they give you speed limits. Say, if you're going on this street, if you're going 30 miles an hour, and this is the pace you're going, if you have to stop, you can stop without injuring yourself or somebody else. Mm. On the freeway, at the, on this freeway, if you're going 75, 80 miles an hour, it's cool to go this speed. And if you have to stop abruptly, you can uh, save harm for yourself or somebody else. The moment you go over that speed limit, all, you know, all bets are off. You mm. know? And so that's how, so many times that's why you see accidents, because people are going at a high rate of speed. And if you, just because your car can go 120 doesn't mean you're supposed to go 120. That's exactly right? right. And so if you if the speed limit is 70 and you're going 90, 95, when things happen on the freeway and you have to stop abruptly or you have to make a, a, a maneuver or a move, it's harder. You put yourself more at risk. And such is life. Like when when God gives you a pace, that pace is for you. Yes. That speed limit is for you because God knows if you go this speed, if you have to stop abruptly, make a move. You won't hurt yourself or somebody else. You're good. But the moment yeah. you try to speed it up, <laughs> you're going to tear up everything yeah. and everybody. And, and and the same is true when speeding and also being too slow. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you're on the freeway and you're Come going on. too slow, you can also be an, a danger <laughs> yep. to yep. other people yep. as well. Because <laughs> there's somebody waiting for you to go so that they Absolutely. can go. And I believe that that is kind of how life, life works. Like mm-hmm. We all kind of work in harmony together. When I'm doing my thing and you're doing your thing, if I'm slowing down and I'm, I'm 
causing a hindrance to your journey, then it's detrimental for both of us and the people that we're called to. So yeah. it's so important to not compare your pace, honor the pace that feels natural, what God has given you and, and know that you can't miss out if you're following the pace that's inside of yeah. you. Don't, don't be like my auntie, my auntie, uh, Rena, my auntie Rena, her name is actually O-Rena. Oh, right. you know, God bless her soul. And God rest her soul. So, uh, I remember when I was a kid, uh, we would ride with her and getting on the freeway. Now, there, now there, there's no stoplight. Uh-huh. She's got to gradually get in with traffic. Now, auntie, auntie would stop <laughs> on the entrance <laughs> ramp and wait for cars to go by. Bless now, her heart. Now, have you ever been to Atlanta? Atlanta does, and sometimes Atlanta has these, these uh, stoplights the, the stop yeah. before you get on the freeway. Yep. She thought it was there. It wasn't. It was in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> and so she almost caused accidents and backups because everybody's going yep. with the flow of traffic, right? Mm-hmm. So it speaks to what you just said. Like, when you are going at your own pace, um, like you, you know when to go, but also you know that sometimes you can't stop because stopping yeah. causes backup. It causes potential accidents for other people. So, yeah. like you, you, you got to continue going at this pace. You can't afford to just stop abruptly because yeah. it just causes issues, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you were to really redefine those words, being slow and then being too fast, it's really fear and being too overzealous. Mm. And having a balance. I think a lot of people are slow because they're fearful of their next steps, which causes their pace to be a little delayed. Mm -hmm. And then speeding is because they're overzealous or overconfident and they haven't really been processed accurately or properly. So finding that balance of not being fearful, but also not being overzealous can help you establish the right pace. Finding the balance of not being fearful or overzealous helps you discover and find that right pace. Like that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. As, as we descend the plane of our, our topic and our conversation, I really, I really, I want you to do something. I ask guests to do this. So this is not abnormal. Okay. Okay. I want you to, for all listeners, uh, if there's something on your heart that has to deal with this topic or just period, like kind of just take the next two minutes and just encourage a listener, maybe on this topic of pursuit, like to keep going, to keep going after maybe it's, a personal testimony you want to use or just some words you have in your heart, but just speak to the listeners for the next two minutes and just encourage them to continue going. Well, the first thing I would say is that you haven't, you haven't missed anything. I believe that there, if there's something inside of you that is continuing to speak to you and to give you inspiration to pursue something, it's never too late and start where you are, start researching what it is that you need to do and just, start where you are but as long as you are fearful that you missed your time you will so continue to honor the voice that keeps telling you to go uh the second thing is don't be afraid to to step out of the boundaries of systems that tell you that you have to do it a certain way um just a quick testimony during the pandemic i had an option of staying with my corporate job or actually taking a small severance package and leaving. And I wanted to keep my job because in my mind I was going to retire where I was. And God was like, no, I need you to, I need you to leave. And I chose to obey. And when I tell you who I've become as a result of obeying outside of this system of corporate America and having this steady paycheck and this pension and all of that stuff, who I become is far more greater than who I would have settled to be. And not only that, because I said yes, and I found my truest identity, provision became easy for me. And so I would just encourage you that if you are faced with a choice, 
go with the one that's going to require your faith because God's not going to give you a plan that doesn't require him to be in it. Yeah, kind of just going to gut punch us right there, huh? <laughs> go with the plan that requires faith. Yeah. And um, as you pursue what God has called you to do, I, I, I leave you, and we exit out of this conversation with the words uh, from my friend, Go with the plan that causes you and requires you to have faith. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And that's a word for everybody. Um, there are so many people um, seeking. Okay, which direction do I go? What do I do? How do I pursue this? How do I pursue that? That Let that word be for you. Hopefully you listen to everything we talked about. Hopefully you can go back and re-listen to this episode and take some things and apply them to your life. But as we end the conversation, take that with you. Choose the plan that requires you to have faith. And God will lead you into so many beautiful places. He will lead you into so many beautiful things, and it will blow your mind on what faith walk reveals for you. Um, and so that, that's, that's, that's so cool. Before we get out of here, Narisha, one, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank but, you for having me. But before we get out of here, tell the people one more time how they can find your books and all that good stuff. You can go on Amazon to find From Tools to Traits. You can actually just put my name in the search engine, or you can go directly to my website, narishaliggins.com. You can find books and all kinds of resources there. I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a uh, great holiday season. By the time this podcast comes out, uh, you would have had a great Christmas, a great New Year, and hopefully you are taking this and applying it to the things you want to do uh, as you go into your 23. But uh, make sure you check out Pervy's Point Podcast on every platform. Share it with everybody you know, because I'm always trying to connect with your heart, challenge your mindset, and change your perspective. And so I appreciate every listener. I appreciate um, every text, every call, every message. And uh, until next time, continue to love God, love people, but show enough. Love yourself. It's been your boy Robert Pervy on Pervy's Point. Talk to you next time. Love you. Peace.